Hey, everybody, welcome to another awesome, exciting adventure on the Lion Boss podcast. I know today is May the 4th be with you. I know this podcast won't actually air until later on in July, but um, we were just geeking out. I was just geeking out over Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars fan. Um, but we today have the founder, James Berry of Eat Pluck. And I met him at a low carb USA conference. Actually, I think I met you at Mindshare originally, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he developed an awesome way to get your organ organ meats in, which is huge, huge, huge. Like it's, I, I, I was so excited. Like I had to come back. I'm like, James, I have to have you on because this conversation is not talked about enough and it really needs to be front and center. And, and James will get into why all that is. Um, but I'm Heather Gray, AKA the Lion Boss, and I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner that helps busy professionals like yourself overcome brain fog, embarrassing digestive issues, and chronic widespread pain. Could it be undiagnosed Lyme disease? It was for me, that and mold disease and, and three, uh, three autoimmune issues, but don't stop there, right? There are, there are answers, and that's what I help busy professionals like yourself get. And in the meanwhile, we're going to be educating on why you should be eating your organ meats with uh, James Berry from Pluck. So welcome. Yay. Thanks so much for having me, Heather. And thank you for the work you're doing. I, I, it's so important. So, so important that diagnosis, the, the diagnosis of Lyme and mold, it's just so prevalent. So kudos to you as well. Awesome. Thanks. So why, why organ meats? How did you, how did you get into, to, this like what's your backstory i know right uh well picky eater you know hand raised really high picky <laughs> eater from when i was a little kid um i mean to the point where i didn't have my first taco till i was in college uh i was probably paleo before anyone even understood what paleo is because we would be traveling and stopping at mcdonald's and i would order a special hamburger uh, meaning that they had to make it from scratch that had nothing on it. And then I would slowly like pull the patty out of the, the bun and just eat the meat because I was so picky. And I didn't, I don't, I still, to this day, I don't like sandwiches. I don't like bread and meat together. It's very odd, but it, it's, it's, it's how I came out of the womb. So are um, you on the spectrum by chance? Have you ever I know, No, I don't, I don't think so. I hope not. Um, it's yeah, a good question though, right? We didn't have the diagnosis then. So, um, but yeah, picky eater and uh, grew up in a household where it was like frozen peas, um, you know, meat of some kind, and then like a baked potato. We knew dinner was ready because the smoke detector went off. So there was, <laughs> <laughs> there was no kind of um, culinary uh, expertise happening in my household yet. Maybe it's the contrast that kind of got me into cooking. So I went to culinary school about, I'd say about uh, 18 years ago. And um, and I'd always been passionate about cooking, but I never saw it as a career. And it was kind of after 9-11 that I reevaluated my life. And I was like, you know, I should really only be doing the things that are in my heart. And and I looked back at my childhood and I was like, oh, that's cooking. Um, and so I went to culinary school and honestly, it was going to culinary school that pulled me out of that picky eating because I, I basically set the goal. I was like, look, I'm going to eat anything that is put in front of me. And so I tried foods that I normally would not. So how does someone that eats that is so picky even think to get into culinary school? Like that does seem a bit of a kind of a it's, it's, it's language of love, you know, it's, it's the love language of cooking. 
um, really. And it's, that's honestly, that's something I didn't connect the dots to until probably like last year. <laughs> so my whole career, I've been like, why do I love cooking so much? But I was like, I took a culinary class in junior high. It was my favorite class. And I was so excited to make a recipe for this tostada salad for my, my parents. I did not eat the tostada salad. I made <laughs> it for them. And so I think right there, when I look back at that, I'm like, oh, that's me showing my love for them through cooking. And to yeah. this day, that's how I am. I, I love cooking for people and, and getting the feedback of how, how it nourishes them and makes them feel healthy. And honestly, that, I think that's really how I got to organ meats because I was like, look, I'm, I see this problem. There's this thing going on. And I've always seen it that, that we gravitate as humans, we gravitate towards comfort foods. We're a nutrient deficient society. It's something like 93% of Americans are nutrient deficient and yet we're not calorie deficient. So right. that tells you like we're getting enough food. We're just choosing the wrong food. So I've always been hell bent at, in my career as a chef of like, how do I get people to eat healthy food? Well, A, it's gotta be comfort-like. So it's gotta be easy and it's gotta be delicious. So that was always kind of the, the characteristics that I was looking for. So, so ultimately I became the kind of chef where I was like, I want to make comfort food healthy. Like, how can I make comfort food healthy? Um, and so I spent all these years kind of do, doing that. And then it got to the point where I was now a father and I was like, okay, I have kids. I have a family. I want to take better care of myself. I want to make sure I live long. I want to make sure my kids are getting healthy food. So how do I get the most nutrient dense foods on the planet into them. And once I identified that that was organ meats, I was like, okay, I got to get creative here. That's and unfortunately um, we already had the preservation technique. So freeze drying, we, we already, that, that's a modern technique that we already have. And what's awesome about freeze drying is that it's, it's, it's the raw organs. There's nothing added to it. It's the organ meats, raw freeze dried. And then they're powdered. There's nothing else added to them. So they're really clean. It's still a whole food. And then I was like, well, how can I make it taste good? Because there's really three barriers to getting organ meats. It's like the ick, associated ick taste. How do I cook them? And how do I source them? And so I, I set out to solve that. That's incredible. I, I have the same passion. That's why I created an online uh, cooking course. I have like seven or eight videos on real cooking for real life, right? Because so many people were like, all the time when I tell them I'm paleo, they look at me like, well, what do you eat? I'm like, oh my God, we eat so good and so healthy. So finally I was like, let me show you. So I need to actually make a cooking video using pluck. That would be great to do. Oh yeah. Um, Share yeah. with us. We'll, we'll scroll I, down. I will. I will. Actually, I need to write that down. Maybe. I mean, honestly, you're, you're, you're tapping something that really is important for everyone to understand is that you cannot get healthy eating out. Mm -mm. It's in, it's literally impossible. The only way you can truly take charge of your health is by controlling the ingredients you eat, the Amen. food that you eat. And that starts in the home, you know? So, so absolutely. You, you got it. You don't Now, One thing I got to say though, as a chef, a lot of people get confused because they think, oh, well, you got to love cooking. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just because we need to eat does not need, does not need to mean that we have to love cooking. What you need to do is just cook you just need to it, it can be a functional thing you just need to make food from scratch so you can control the ingredients i'm not telling you you have to be an amazing chef right. there are ways and we can even talk about them in this episode there are ways to um, basically be more of a 
like not like a functional chef, like where you're not worrying about so much about the recipe, you're more right. looking at things as formulas, right. you know, and you're really just kind of basing every meal off of like, does it have a protein? Does it have a fat? Does it have, you know, whatever else you want to add, whether it's a resistant starch or a vegetable, whatever you do, but you can really just focus on the essentials. Absolutely. I read a, a research paper not too long back talking about how women have a tendency to cook more functional and men have a tendency to get more creative when it comes to cooking in the kitchen. And I totally see it because that's that's my video course. It's functional cooking. It's how to make these delicious meals in 20 minutes or less because I'm a busy mom. I'm an entrepreneur. I got shit to do, right? I can't be everybody. A lot of these meals that I make, people are like, oh my God, where did you find the time for that? I'm like, dude, that took me 20 minutes. Like totally. I'm not totally. in the kitchen all day. I don't, I don't, who's got time for that? It's funny that you say that though, because uh, I found in all these years working with practitioners and, you know, helping families and individuals with their health, that it's actually the men that thwart it. So that's fascinating that they're the ones that are getting all gourmet in the kitchen, but typically it's the women that, that drive the health right. for the, you know, for the family. And then it's typically the men that thwart it. Like if there's kids involved, it's the men that are kind of I don't know, I'm making this up, but they're, they're kind of connecting with their kids over food. And so they'll be like, well, I know you're not supposed to eat gluten or dairy, but let's go get that ice cream together. You know, so they're the ones that somehow throw, throw everyone under the bus health wise. Right. Well, so no, and that's what I mean though. So that's actually one in the same. So even though these, the men will get more creative sometimes in the kitchen, doesn't mean that they're cooking for health. Right? <laughs> right. It's, still, it's still that comfort fact, right? It's still yeah. that yeah. So no, hundred 110%. Like it's taken me, my ex-husband, man, I, oh, ugh, that's why he's an ex-husband, but my new husband, you know, when I first met him, he was like pizzas and burritos. That's where he lives. And now he can actually, he'll, he'll cook a lot of these meals on his own and it's beautiful. And, and now he'll ask, Oh, what, what vegetable should I put with this? And like, he, he knows, right. So he's been taught and now he knows, but he has a tendency when I give him a little bit more time, he, he does get more creative and, and mm. will cook fancier stuff to where, like I said, me, I'm just kind of, I'm banging shit out for one for health and two you know, just to get some substance in my body because of my blood sugars crashing. Cause I have a tendency to wait too long to eat sometimes. So that's a whole nother story, but let's go. This is an awesome time to stop. Let's go on a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, we'll dig deeper into the science of organ meats, why organ meats and, uh, and how you came up with some of these different formulations that you have, because they're delicious folks. I've been using them now for a couple of months. I put them in my smoothie and it's the, it's so stupid easy, but wait, we'll come. We'll be right back. Hydrate the delicious way with LMNT delicious electrolyte drink. When you're in the heat of the summer, you're sweating or whether you have a regular detox, um, practice, right? Like using the sauna, making sure you get the right amount of electrolytes daily is absolutely crucial. These little guys are your spark plugs for your energy system in your body and your brain. So if you've got brain fog, if you've got low energy, instead of reaching for a cup of coffee, next time reach for an LMNT and they come in so many amazing flavors. My fa favorite is grapefruit salt. And my second favorite is watermelon salt, probably followed by caramel, chocolate caramel salt, which I think is a, a seasonal flavor, but check it out. Get yours today. LMNT hydrate deliciously. Stay salty. Welcome back everybody. Hopefully, uh, 
already we've planted some seeds in that first part of the session and then now we're going to dig deeper into how you can get more organ meats into your into your system why right why is that so important you know the uh name of this is from awful to delicious you know so i'd love for james to dig a little deeper i forgot even what awful meant meant at first i was reading it and i was like this is a play on words this is a play on words but i can't remember what it meant and then i had to look it up and was like oh yeah right that makes sense yeah, they think uh, they think the term came from um, when you slaughter, you know, cut an animal and, and down the the abdomen area. That these are the parts that fall off. These are these are the parts that just literally kind of come out. I mean, and that is actually an important distinction. Is like, so what is so awful? O f f a l is another name for organ meats. Um, there's many others. Variety meats. Pluck is actually an old term for organ meats. Oh, shut um, up. Yeah, that's where we got the name for the that's product. Awesome. Um, but ultimately it's like, well, I think people actually, it's a good to start out. Well, what is organ meats? Cause a lot of people just think of it as liver. Like literally you go, Oh, are you eating organs? They're like, Oh yeah, I'm getting my liver. It's like, but I don't like it. You know? And it's like, well, the organ meats are so much more than just liver. Uh, it's basically every part of the animal except the bone and the muscle. So that's tongue, lips, skin, tail, blood, stomach lining, which is called tripe, feet. Uh, if it's pigs, it's called trotters. Um, of course, the, the, the ones we've already discussed, like liver, heart, um, kidney, spleen, lungs, testicles. There's like festivals that, that are called the uh, Rocky Mountain Oyster Festivals. And that's what they call testicles, uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters. I love that name. <laughs> I, <just think> <laughs> I so live funny. in Colorado. I, well, there's a Bruce's Bar in, um, in, a, in a small town called Severance. And they're, they're famous for their Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain Oysters. And here, here's a little uh, funny fact too, is like we were talking about comfort foods and how people gravitate towards those. And that's kind of what I've always uh, noticed. Well, what is the primary way to cook those Rocky Mountain oysters is to fry it. Right. I was just saying, so they're taking a healthy thing possibly, and they're completely destroying it with putting it in breading and frying it in inflammatory oils. Totally. I mean, but isn't that, that is, that's kind of just to my point is like, that's where we gravitate toward is we gravitate towards those crispy, creamy, those texture specific kind of comfort food textures saltiness uh we our palates tend to skew in america they tend to skew salty and sweet um so we're constantly gravitating towards those ways and and to your point it is interesting because we even when it's something healthy we're somehow making it unhealthy all right it's like what did you do that for <laughs> totally what are, what are the benefits of testicles do you know well, I really, I mean, I look at it, I don't know specifically the testicles, but all the organs have have benefits. And, and one of the ancestral kind of way of looking at it is like support life. Mm -hmm. So for example, heart. Heart has is high in CoQ10 and CoQ10 is specific. It's a specific, uh, specifically supports cardiovascular health. And that is found in heart. So the idea is that if you're eating heart, it's going to support your heart. If you're eating liver, it's going to support your liver. And if you think about it, if we kind of step back and we're like, well, does that actually make even common sense? And it really does, right? Because every organ has a purpose, every single one of them. And their minerals, their vitamins, they are designed nutritionally to do their job. And so they have the, the appropriate minerals and vitamins to do that job. And, and in, the, in the case of like a liver and a kidney, their job is to break down toxins 
and make them water soluble so that you can then excrete them, whether it's in your pee, your poop, or your sweat. But that is their job. Their job is not to store them. Their job is not to like, I don't know, um, do the things that the heart does or do the things that the lungs do. You know, it's they they are very specific. And that's why they are very high in like vitamin A. They're very high in iron, magnesium, folate. I mean, I always tell people it's like organs are mother nature's multivitamin. It's just, it's exactly, it's designed exactly as mother nature intended. And it has, you know how, like when you're taking capsules and they're sometimes if they're fat soluble vitamins, they're like, oh, you got to eat this with food, right? Well, when you're eating it as mother nature intended, it is with the fat, it is a food, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to do anything extra. And that's what I love about it. It's like, it's, it's all designed, like even the, the minerals that are there to support the absorption of the other mineral, like, you know, magnesium and iron support each other. It's like they're there together and they're in proportional uh, like amounts so that they can be properly, you know, absorbed. That's why organs are considered so bioavailable. They're easily absorbed. So when you talk about it being like a multi-mineral, I noticed that uh, on the back of the package, it suggests, you know, a half a teaspoon. Is, so is that to get like your recommended daily allowance or is that more for a flavor thing? Or can you kind of break down the nutritional breakdown of like, if you're taking it as a nutritional supplement, like how much should you be getting? I love this question. Um, so first of all, it's kind of a two-part question because packaging in general is manipulative. You know, a lot of times we are we are setting portion sizes so that we can say, oh, there's a hundred servings in this package. You know what I mean? So we're, we're basing it. So to make you, we're, we're educating you on what, how, how long that package will kind of help you. Sometimes companies are manipulating the back by the, by, if they keep the, the portion small enough, the sugar or whatever bad is in there doesn't show up as high. You know what I mean? So there's constant manipulation around labeling, depending on what you set that portion sizes. But what I love about this conversation is that ultimately it is a conversation of like, well, should I be taking these nutrients in a capsule or should I be eating them? And what I love about eating my nutrition versus swallowing my nutrition is that when you eat your nutrition, you are basically not bypass, you're utilizing your kind of God-given digestive, pro you, you, nature's intention of how we digest food. The whole digestive process from putting it in your mouth, the saliva, breaking it down with your teeth, the, you know, swallowing it and then and making it um, hopefully more absorbable within your body. When we swallow something like a capsule, we're basically bypassing the immediate communication that happens when we stick it in our mouth. So if, I, I like using salt as an example. So if you're low in sodium and I put salt in your tongue. You're, you will get literally an immediate communication like that salt tastes delicious. I need more. Or it'll be like, it's gross. Stop, stop too much, right? It's immediate. There's no, there's no uh, time lapse at all. But if I give you a salt tablet and you swallow that, maybe 20, 30 minutes later, you get feedback. Oh, I feel so bloated. What's going on? Oh, I took that salt tablet. I probably got too much salt. Mm. So when we eat our nutrition, immediate feedback, when we swallow it, delayed. And so that to me answers the question, well, how much do you need? Because when you buy a bottle of, you know, organ supplements, it will say something like, oh, do six to eight capsules. Well, how do they know what you need versus what I need? And I know plenty of people that, that, that follow the bottles and then they feel incredibly nauseous. But when you eat it, your body's going to say, mm, this is so good. Give me more, give me more. And when, it, when you don't need more, it will tell you that 
it doesn't taste, it will stop tasting as good. You'll just kind of go flat with it. So that said, your body will tell you what you need. But at the same time, I find it's all about microdosing. It's all about just doing a little bit every day. And, and it's something that a lot of people kind of like toss aside. They don't, they don't put an emphasis on that frequency. And this goes with anything healthy. This goes not even with healthy. This goes with anything in life. It's some, we, we focus a lot on how much, but the truth is it's really about how often. Absolutely. Because if you go on a walk once a week, you'll get a little bit of benefit, but really not much. But if you go on a walk every single day, you will get a benefit that you were not getting before. Absolutely. And the same thing with food, same thing with literally anything, holding someone's hand, hugging someone in the morning. If you hug someone in the morning and, in, and at, at night and you do it daily, you're going to feel more like kind of connected physically than if you don't do it. But it's all about how often you do it. So I'm all, for pluck, I'm always like micro dosing plus frequent use equals cumulative effect. Nice. Yeah, because I so I get what you're saying. And I end up putting mine in my smoothie. So I, I don't actually taste it, you know, so I'm still trying to figure out like, what's the right amount of dose of, so I can get what I need nutritionally, you know, so I'm doing about a teaspoon in our smoothies and it's, it serves two, you know, so I guess we're getting about, you know, half a teaspoon each, but I mean, is that enough? Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the reality. The only way you're going to fully know that is if you do testing on yourself and you see where, where your minerals are. I mean, you're definitely going to see that your iron is going to go up. You're probably, hopefully since you started using it, maybe you're noticing your energy levels. We get that kind of feedback all the time. Um, I, I typically say about a teaspoon for each person. Um, but I also believe what's going to really move the needle. It's going to be that you use it daily. Right. And then also, what's going to keep you using it daily. And it's probably as long as you don't taste it. So, exactly. right. So <laughs> if you add two teaspoons and you start tasting it in your smoothie, you're going to be less inclined to want to do it. So I always say, keep it at a ratio where you don't taste it. Oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Cause I, I've, I was telling you at, at that conference that I'm Western a price, you know, trained originally, like that was the beginning of, of this holistic training and they're huge into organ meats, you know, and I've tried so many different ways and I just can't stomach them. It's a texture thing. It's a taste thing. Like I've tried hiding liver into hamburger and I can, I can taste it within a bite. I'm like, there's liver in here, you know? So I, I just think that it's great. So how on earth though, did you take, I mean, if that's all you've done is freeze dried it. Well, you said, okay, so let's get into how did you make them taste decent, you know, uh, palatable. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the focus really is on how do we, I really do move the way to make healthy food. A lifestyle is you have to hit two marks. And I mentioned them earlier, but I'll just stress them is it's gotta be easy. It's gotta be delicious. That to me connects our human nature and, and it also connects our busy lives and it just can, and it just connects our kind of where we will emotionally gravitate, right? When it's easy and delicious, there's no reason to stop. But when you only hit one of those, there is reason to stop. If it's, if it's easy, but it tastes disgusting, you're going to stop pretty quickly. If it's, if it's delicious, but not easy, you're still going to stop eventually because you're going to run out of steam with it. So right. you got to hit those two things. And so that's really what I set out to do. Um, and what, what I kind of equated it to is like, I was like, well, when you make a pate, which is how most people eat organ meats, um, you're basically taking the organ, usually a liver, and you're combining it with like onion and garlic, you're, you're using these kind of herbs or these 
these products to offset that taste. And I was like, well, shoot, uh, we already have freeze-dried powdered organ meats. Why can't I just combine those with seasonings? You know, like we have, we, we're technically using un granulated onion. That's a real onion. It's just been dried and then granulated, right? Same thing with garlic. So we're, we're taking these things that are, once again, whole foods found in nature, and we're utilizing them to offset that taste. And basically what you have, and we have four products, but what you have, three of them have flavors. You have uh, our organ blend, which is liver, heart, kidney, spleen, and pancreas. So you're getting five organs. And even people that get liver, they're not getting spleen and pancreas and sometimes the other ones. So I'm always telling people like that because people say, oh, I eat my liver. I'm like, great. But what about the other ones? Like, what about everything else? Because I really push nose to tail. I'm not just about liver. Like I am not the liver king. Well, he, he even focuses on other things too, but, but, um, <laughs> but point being that I really do believe we need whole animal nutrition, not just muscle meat, not just liver. It's, it's gotta be whole animal. And, and so that is my goals. I'm trying to make you getting whole animal as easy as possible and deliciously as possible. And that's, so now it's a seasoning it's shelf stable. You can literally put it on Oh, no. He seemed to froze. We're going to come back. Hey there. So there'll be some creative editing going on in this episode because we had an internet situation where it went down, but we're going to try to pick up where James left off because he was on a roll dropping some truth bombs on us. So James, we were talking about your, your formulations, right. And, um, and you, how you add, you know, real food to it. So that way we're getting still a whole food product. So if you can continue where you left off, that'd be great. Yeah. I was, uh, I was just kind of just sharing. I, I shared that we have three, we have four products total, but three of them have spices and herbs and you really can add them to anything. They're extremely versatile and delicious and it makes everything a superfood. This one guy told me, he's like, this product's brilliant. You're literally turning everything into an ancestral meal. And I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, Oh, right. But hey, there you go. Um, so you put organs on it and now it's an ancestral meal. Um, but the 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 product that you're using your smoothies for people listening, you had mentioned um, that you're adding like a tea, teaspoon of it. That one is just the organ blend. It has no salt, no spices, no herbs. And what's nice about that one as you're using it, it's very neutral and it can be added to things that have flavor. So the other three provide flavor. That one just provides nutrition but you add it to things that do have flavor like sauces, dressings, smoothies. Uh, you can even mix it into ground meat. And what I and it, then it just goes back to what we already talked about, which is now you're eating your nutrition and it's all still whole food based. It's not an isolated vitamin. Everything in it is designed for bioavailability. And so does heating it, like if you cook with it, is it going to denature anything or probably not? Because I mean, if you're cooking organ meat, it's the same thing, right? Yeah, well, heat does denature everything. Like, so right. even when you take raw meat and you start to cook it, it does denature it slightly. Right. But to your point, it's a whole food. So at least it's not like an isolated vitamin that heat's going to, any heat's just going to completely desolate it. It's like, it's, it's still a whole food. It's just powdered. So, so it's going to be more protected in that whole food status, you know, state than it is if it was, you know, isolated and made in a laboratory or something like that. Because some of those, 
you know, vitamin C powders and stuff like that. If, if they get exposed to any heat, they're, it, they're done. There's no point in them. That's right. why fortified foods sometimes don't make any sense. It's like, if, if, if something's fortified and, and there's any, well, A, it's coming from a laboratory. So your body doesn't fully recognize it. And then B, if there's any heat applied to it, even the heat that it might get from the sun, it can totally denature it. Gotcha. 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 No, but that totally makes sense. But no, I like the idea of adding it to, to just ground meat too, you know, because it would be awesome to add a little bit to every meal instead of just our smoothies in the morning. Like, cause it is like, I can't even get over the difference in my, my how my skin looks, you know, and my hair and my nails. Um, cause like I said, I've always known the benefits of organ meats. I just haven't figured out a way until now. He, he saw how geeked out I was when I met him at, 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 at yeah, my chair. Cool. I was like, Oh mm-hmm. my God. Cause I know how important and healthy and like superfood you talk about superfood, like organ meats are the original superfood. Right. And, and to, to figure out a way to make them palatable, like freaking genius. You're a genius, James. Oh, geez. I, I wish I, sometimes I feel like it was like divine intervention. I don't even know. Like I, it's pretty amazing in today's day and age to come up with a new food product that is not laboratory made. And so I just feel very lucky that I came up with it. Um, you know, the the key though is is and it all goes back to what we started out with is we really want to be focusing on real food we want like i always emphasize to people like you want to eat foods that are ingredients versus have ingredients and so it's really important you're you're kind of focusing on those base level foods you know for my money it's animal proteins and vegetables good fat and if you can as much as possible go right back to basics you know and try to make things from scratch one of the best things for people to make from scratch uh that gets kind of like doesn't get enough attention is dressings like people are always going out and buying sauces and dressings but those products have the worst ingredients in them worst fats everything right horrible so what I always recommend is you, you, you do it yourself and I'll even give you a tip right now that will just make it so easy. Basically, you think of it as a three to one ratio. So three parts fat, one part vinegar or lemon juice or lime juice, whatever you're using. So it's one, three parts fat, one part acid. And that when I say th- three to one, that's just all you have to do to do is use the exact same vessel for measuring as you do for each part. So if it's a tablespoon, three tablespoons to one tablespoon, and that all you have to do is take those ratios and add it to a mason jar, then add maybe some salt, some pepper, even pluck. You can put pluck in there and you'll see it's just delicious and it's simple and it took you two minutes. Oh, it's funny. Every single time I make my own dressing, I can tell the difference. Like it feels like this satisfaction in my body that I don't get any any other time and then i actually want to pick it up and i do and i drink the rest of the dressing because it's just like this deliciousness that my body's like yes please give us more like most people don't realize that these horrific inflammatory fats that we're eating and what it's annihilating our mental health it's annihilating our our um hormones it's annihilating everything because our cellular right our membranes that's what they're made up of and they will use with the ingredients of what they have and if we're using crappy ingredients we're going to get a crappy outcome when it comes to how our cells are are reproducing right so these healthy fats and we bastardized them back in the 80s and the 90s and now we're we're paying for it right so we need to get these healthy fats back into our diet for mental health for all health right well, I'm glad to actually bring that up because that is one thing I, I'm always stressing to people is, you know, 
people think I'm joking, but I'm very serious when I say I believe organ meats can save the world. Mm. Or and, and I'll even say eating eating whole animal. Um, and and how that is is because I believe we treat other people how we feel. So if you're not feeling good in your body, then you're going to treat people poorly. And so my goal is how can I make you to feel better in your body? Well, I can support your nutritional density. Like I can make sure that you're getting good nutrient dense foods and organ meats, as we've discussed, are the most nutrient dense food. And now, right now we're not eating them. Like the majority of people are not eating them. So you're starting from zero. And so pluck truly is the gateway. It's the easiest way to get them. I think it's the most delicious way to get them. And then from there, you don't have to stop. I mean, there's, there's plenty of ways to then keep, to keep easing organ meats in your diet, but you got to start. And, and once we get you starting to feel better in your body, now you're treating other people better. And now we have a whole new world. I'm laughing because I swear to God, you and I, you, we must've been separated at birth or something. You're a brother from another mother. I quite often talk about the Karens of the world and how that we actually need to treat them with a little bit more empathy because a Karen doesn't become a Karen if she didn't feel like shit to begin with, right? Most people don't act that way, that Karen-ish, and I hate what they did to that poor name, but we all know what that means, right? When you bring up, ah, that Karen, you know, Karens don't act that way because they get off on acting that way. If you think about it, it's because they're not working right. They don't feel good. I used to tell people at my worst with Lyme disease and mold and autoimmune, I was a snappy Karen. I was judgmental. I was I all of it. And it, that wasn't who I was, right? But that's, I just felt like crap. And I was so inflamed all the time that that's what came out. And so yeah. I, I, I tell people to have compassion for the Karens of the world because they feel like crap because there's no, no, no healthy person treats other people that way. Well, and, and, and a big truth bomb you just dropped too, is that a lot of people don't realize what it means to thrive. You know, a lot of people are in chronic, um, have chronic health issues and think that that feeling of where they're at is normal. And they don't realize actually, if you just deal with those chronic health issues, whether it's inflammation or your blood sugar or anything like that, suddenly you, 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 gosh, this is what it means to, to live every day and, and thrive. Like, it's like, you suddenly realize you were never thriving. Right. Absolutely. So it's huge. I mean, a lot of times we just, we need the contrast. I, I think it helps. I mean, most people don't make a single change to their diet until they've either experienced um, health issues or someone they love having health issues. Right. Absolutely. So they have to have something scary to make a change. Well, the same thing goes with your health. Like you almost need to, you, you need to experience um, disorder to value order. And you also need to just know that you are most likely living in disorder and you just don't realize it. And so we need, I'm hoping if you're listening to this, you give it a try, like organ meats really will make you feel better. Your, your body, like what's amazing. What is so amazing, Heather, is when you give it to kids, when you give pluck to kids, you don't tell them what it is, but you you watch how their body responds. And that tells you everything you need to know about what we need, because the kids have no filter. They're just like they're bought, li- li- literally cuss- like clients tell me their kid cry when the pluck is out because their kids crave it so much. Oh. And that says everything. It's like these kids are canaries in the coal mine. They know what their bodies need. And when they get a hold of organ meats, their bodies go crazy for it. 
Oh, I absolutely, I see that with the bioenergetic work that I do as well, because so many adults have got the ego kind of wrapped up into shit, but, but kids are pure, right? Pure energies. And when you're working with them, like it's amazing to see how fast you can move the needle um, when it comes to working with kids. And I would actually, I might want to start sprinkling this on my cat's food too, even though I do feed her raw, a raw meal now, but it's still only, you know, a couple, couple pieces of the animal raw, but I bet, you know, even adding this to her food would, would, would benefit her. It, it does. I do that. And I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Except with the ones without the onions and the garlic though. Because yeah. Specific. I was just going to say specifically the pluff pure. That's the one that's only organ meats, no salt. Cause you don't want to be giving seasonings and spices to your animals. Yep. Um, but yes, I do the same thing. I have a cat. Cats are very, they like the same food all the time. Uh, dogs are a little bit more versatile, but like cats are very regular. And I have one that's got a very sensitive stomach. And so we really do feed her the same food all the time. And sometimes she just doesn't want to eat it. But if I sprinkle a little bit, and I'm talking just a pinch of pluck pure on it, she goes crazy for it. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah. Mine's a total. I rotate turkey, rabbit, chicken. And so, yeah, yeah those three. Oh, and salmon. Mm. Trying to get down to her food sensitivities and the cat still itches. I can't believe how much I've gone through with this cat. And she's such a picky, like one week she'll eat rabbit. And the next week she decides she doesn't want to eat rabbit. They're and so I feel picky. so bad because this is a, this is a raw, this is an animal, right? That was, you know, that I'm throwing away in the trash because my cat won't eat it. And it, oh, it drives me bonkers, but I, yeah, I'm going to have to try to sprinkle. Yeah, that, that honestly, I found that it makes a difference. And, and the other point too, is this, these raw foods are so expensive. We spend so much money on our animals. It's like, you don't want to throw it away. So no, yeah, it's the, heartbreaking. Yeah. The, <laughs> pure, only- the, the pure made a difference for us. Absolutely. Oh, I'm definitely going to have to look into that. Damn, you and I could have so much fun. I'm like, maybe we should start our own podcast. Cause like I, you, I just, this was James. Like I said, I geeked out when I first met you from the get-go. And then when I saw you again, I geeked out again and was like, oh my God, I have to have you on my podcast. Because like I said, I I know the gift that you are to those to this world and, and what this product is. And um I just I had to share it with the world, right? And so I just I so appreciate what you're doing and and that you're in this fight right with the rest of us to eat more real whole food and get back to thriving instead of just surviving and being sick. So Thank where you. do people find you? Yeah, so we're sold online and on Amazon. Um, the online website is Eat Pluck, uh, E-A-T-P-L-U-C-K. I'm sure the link will be in the show notes. Yeah, and, actually, because I've got an affiliate link. So yeah, yeah there you go. Um, so use yeah, use your affiliate link. Um, and and then you can also find us on socials. We're on Twitter now. I just, I just joined. I I'm just jumped off of Twitter. I'm like, I can't handle this shit. I know. I, I hate all this stuff, but honestly, uh, a person who really, I respect very highly was like, I really can help you guys just get on Twitter. I'll help you. And I'm like, okay, we'll give it a try. So we are uh, on Twitter at EAT underscore pluck because someone already had eat pluck and they don't even use it, but you know, whatever. And then, um, and then we're on uh, Instagram and Facebook at eat pluck with no underscore so hopefully that's not too confusing but that is our our current modern world of how how you do social media you can't take something that's already taken (laughs) right absolutely awesome well again thank you so much for taking the time with me today even through the technical issues that we had um this is still going to be a beautiful episode and i can't wait for it to come out so thank you again for joining me james Uh, i so appreciate you Thank you. And thanks so much for spreading the pluck and word because uh, it, it really is. It is a mission. And uh, 
And like I said, this is just the gateway. And I, and my goal is to help people get whole animal health in their diet. So please reach out if you need any more support, because that is what we are here to do. Absolutely. And to the rest of you, have a healthy day.